Don't make me drink alone. Don't make me drink alone. <laughs> hey, everybody. What's up? This is your co-host, Jesse Drew. Uh, right beside me virtually is my brother and co-host, Jeffrey Watson. Jeff, how you doing? I'm doing well. I, I'm excited to discuss this movie with you because I don't think it gets enough credit. <sighs> I am 100% in agreement with you. This movie, it, 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 got, it, got, it did okay with critics because of Octavia Spencer. Because, you know, she is like America's sweetheart, you know, and totally well-deserved. She's a, yeah. an amazing actress. Um, but yeah, people um, gave this movie a bigger chance because she was at the helm. And rightly so. I think they, they uh, had their trust verified. By Ma. Yeah. So today, as that's, you know, friends, that's the movie we're discussing, 2019's Ma. Um, hopefully you caught it by my little singing uh, introduction quote from the movie, um, which is definitely one of the creepiest parts of the movie, I think, mm -hmm. that text message she sends to all of them. And oh. whoo, talk about, I think in this movie, let's start off right off the bat. I think that Tate Taylor, the director, uh, does a really good job of negotiating modern technology. And I know I sound like an old person when I say modern technology and I'm referring to cell phones, but I mean, you know, come on. Um, cell phones, the way we use them now. Okay, it's modern. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. we weren't using them like that 10 years ago or even at the beginning of the 2000s. But I think he negotiates all this technology, the texting. Um, you know, and, and the, and the cell phones and the trackers and everything that, you know, they talk about in this movie. Um, he uses it in a really good way. It feels, it feels natural. It doesn't feel like phony, um, right. like it does in other movies. Um, like it's like really pointedly like, Whoa, I got a text message. You know, it's like, no, mm -hmm. like this scene with Ma where she sends out, like, I think it's like eight or 10 text messages in a row to Maggie. I mean, and that's, legit and that feels like okay something's wrong with this lady he uses those he uses that chance with the cell phone in a clever way so um well let's let's start with facts about ma so ma was released in 2019 okay and like i mentioned it was directed by tate taylor who is probably most known to everybody uh most famous for directing the help which octavia spencer won an Oscar for her role in The Help. Uh, I think Allison Janney, who is in this movie, was also in The Help. I didn't see The Help, so I don't know it. I just know every um, person that saw it 
loves it, including my mom, I think. So, <laughs> um, I love it. I love that movie. Do you really? Okay. Yeah, I've it. never seen it. Um, I've, I've heard, um, good and bad things about it. I think kind of like how green book got kind of slammed after the fact. Um, but I don't know if it's valid. I have no idea. I just know there was like a little, little controversy swirling around that for Tate Taylor, but he, yeah. he, uh, pulled himself up and he gave us ma and he partnered with Blumhouse. This is a Blumhouse production. I think, um, I I, I kind of gained a sort of respect for Jason Blumhouse, um, knowing that they had, you know, attached themselves to produce this movie because I think that even though it was Octavia Spencer and Tate Taylor, I think they're still taking a chance. Um, and it's not quite as mainstream at that time to have, you know, a person of color specifically a black woman as right. the lead in a horror movie. That's like, you know, I mean, we had Jordan Peele doing his thing too, but that's, you know, it still didn't, we were at the point where it spun off a thousand other ships yet. You know, right. it's sort of like that was the lone horse we have in the race here. And, right. and um, I, I love a, sorry to cut you off, but no, I, please, I, always. I love an interview that I heard with Octavia Spencer talking about this movie. And she mentioned exactly that. She talked about how Jordan Peele kind of opened that door. And she said that she was really interested in this role and wanted to portray this character. So that door can remain open. So she can open that door for, you know, future actors um, of color to be able to play a role like this. So I, I, I love that you bring up that point because that's something she actually said in an interview, which I, I thought was tremendous. That's awesome. She's a cool lady and she's absolutely a hundred percent. Right. You know, um, we're not going to get movies like this unless someone, you know, bites the bullet and makes the movie like this to, you know what I mean? For us to watch. Um, and I mean, I think it's, I think it's also, I, I'm sure they were like, oh, if she does a movie, I mean, she's a huge star. She's an Oscar winner. So it lends a lot of credence to, you know, um, I'm sorry, credibility to our movie. But also it's like, no one's going to expect, expect it coming from Octavia Spencer. So it's going to hit them harder and people are going to be more curious. Like, wait a minute, she's in a horror movie. What? Yeah, yeah. You know, and I did, I did hear her mention in, um, in an interview that she, is really into genre movies. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, that's pretty cool. She might be like a secret horror hound, you yeah. know, watching. <laughs> that would be so cool. Um, so we have our body count. Um, I counted six, including Louie the dog. Rest yeah. 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 Um, but I didn't count her in the body count because and, and I'm skipping forward to the end and spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Ma, um, we're going to be talking about the ending and um, everything leading up to the ending. Um, but at the end, when she's laying down next to Ben, you assume that she's going to die in that house, but maybe not. You know, I think they left that open. But I don't know. What do you, what do you think? See, that's, that's interesting because the first, the first few times I watched this, I didn't have that thought. Mm. I didn't think about it. I just said, you know, okay, well, 
she's kind of, you know, she's just dying with the guy she was really in love with all these years, you know, kind of a fairy tale ending to a horrible turn, turn set series of events, basically. Um, But this time when I watched it, I actually found myself saying, what if, like, if I were to, because they did have some success in terms of box office, I think for what they did for the budget compared to what they got i think they did well and it it begs the question is there enough meat left on the bone to make a part two so i started thinking about how would i do that and i think it's interesting at the end of the movie you see the fire trucks you see everything going and they're in pretty close proximity to the house so you're thinking could could they have gotten there? You know, is, is she horribly, you know, disfigured at this point? That you know, is, is it? Is she still? You know, did she escape somehow? Did, what? What happened? Like you, what happens after this? Because that's the last shot that we see. We see the house on fire, and yeah. the uh, emergency personnel making their way to the house, and then we fade to black. So. It does leave it kind of open in. Yeah, I, you know what? You took it a step further. I didn't even clock the whole, yeah, the trucks are kind of just around the corner from our house. Mm-hmm. And that fire really just started, you know. I mean, it's, it took, it's, I buy that it could make its way upstairs, the fire, but like not too strongly because it started in the basement and like right. the timing and all that. I don't know. I just, you're right. You're right. You're right. I got, I was persuaded to think that it was kind of an, a little bit of an open-ended ending by all of the, you know, uh, research I was doing on the movie. And it seemed like for every article I read or every little video clip I saw, someone would mention that it's possible that she, you know, escaped or that she lived. And, uh, finally I was like, okay, I guess it is possible. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but in terms of the money, um, you were right on. The budget for this movie was five million, and it turned in sixty-one point two million dollars at the box office. Wow! And congrats, you know that's a hell of a turnaround. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I just wanted to mention we we are doing, and we we didn't do this on purpose, but we are doing two Juliet Lewis movies back to back. Back to back, yeah. <laughs> Little Ju- little Juliet Lewis is a teenager in Cape Fear from last week's episode. And then uh, we get Juliet Lewis playing the mom um, of the main character, Maggie, um, in Ma, which is awesome. Which let me just take one minute to salute Juliet Lewis because she's one of my most favorite actresses um, and people. I met her. She's great in person. Um I saw her perform with her band a million years ago and I think she really kills it as Maggie's mom. Yeah. I love the scenes where she's angry and she's cursing and she's yelling and just she, and then when she ever seems like every scene that she had that t- takes place at their house, pretty much um, 
she nails it when Maggie goes out and she asks her if she wants to stay home and watch a John Hughes marathon with her. Yeah. Um, which by the way, she was in a John Hughes movie. She's in um, national lampoons Christmas vacation. So yeah. when she said that, I was like, Hey, nice. <laughs> um, but she's just awesome as the mom. So, um, so the movie takes place in Ohio, but was actually filmed in Mississippi, which I'm guessing was to, like bring some of that movie revenue to Mississippi. That is where Tate Taylor is from. That's where he grew up. So um, I'm guessing also, I wouldn't have known that that was Mississippi and I've been to Mississippi <laughs> and I would not have known that the movie, like I was like, that's Ohio. <laughs> anyway, um, I just, I love that. Um, I love when they, you know, movies are magic. They trick people. And perform yeah. a little magic spell on you and you don't even know what's happening. Um, it. Okay. I have to, I have to ask you this question because this, this one question, if I asked you no other questions is the one that I have, I've been thinking about the most and one and like dying to text you and like call you about, but I was like, leave the man alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Remember the character, Ashley, she's the girl who sleeps, who's always pretends to sleep yes. during the party because her dad is a pastor and the whole thing. Yes. Okay. In the end scene where all of the, the main kids are like tied up and chained up, she's there. She's there. And she, and Maggie like signals to her with her eyes, like, don't, don't. like, cause she's like, don't like, don't move. Don't do anything. Um, and then she freaks out. At one, oh, after um, Ma irons um, the boy's stomach yeah. with a hot iron, the girl like sees this and freaks out and runs, and she can't she can't go anywhere because she's chained up by the neck. And then Ma comes and hits her in the back of the head with the iron. Mm. Okay, so she, she she falls down unconscious, presumably. Fast forward to the end end when everybody's escaping and, and untying each other. She's nowhere to be found. She's not, she's not with the kids. She doesn't get up. Nobody like she's not with, it's just the main kids. She's not there. So either it's a goof, like a huge goof. Yeah. Or they left yeah. her for dead. I don't know why they would do that. Maggie certainly knows that she's there and they would see her because she was like kind of like right next to the door near the door. I mean, right. you know, the basement, whatever. Um, or do we just presume she's dead? That she got like she was killed by that iron? Because that iron. I, I mean, certainly that could happen. But yeah. my thinking is that they were all in such a panic and rightfully so that when they, when those doors popped open and they made a, you know, a rush to get out of the burning house, nobody's thinking like, nobody's like, Oh, that girl there. Well, she's probably dead. So let's just forget about it and keep going. Like no one, you don't have the mental capacity to do that after right. all of that violence and trauma. I think that that's, I think that this is a movie goof. I think they, freaking left that girl like in a huge plot hole to to live in for the rest of her life like she's just gonna be simmering yeah in this. Is. yeah Jeez. but what do you what what do you think i that's a i honestly i didn't even think about that and um 
it's funny because now I'm like picturing the final scene in my head and, you know, the kids hugging and, you know, Erica, who's played by Juliette Lewis, is out there and um, Haley with her sewn shut mouth, um, which was, yeah. Ooh. Oh, um, I know. But, yeah, I don't remember seeing her. No, she's is, not. Is it, is it assumed that she's already in a vehicle? No. Because she, she got knocked out by that iron. Right. I mean, I'm saying once the doors opened, uh-huh. did she like bolt out of there before? Yeah, I, I'm just trying to close up the plot hole. I think. <laughs> I mean, I, I think you're spot on with saying I it's possible that they just forgot or they left it up to us to say well she got out of there she's in a car or she's safe you know because she was able to see I, right. I don't I don't know I I feel like you know we would have gotten a cue from the movie you know as the audience they would have cued us somehow to to say that she was whether it was just like you know, somebody's, you know, reaching down and grabbing her real quick. Maybe like, you know, that doesn't have to be the whole, like, let's unchain you from the wall or whatever. But like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, that's the thing. I don't know. I don't know. But it's, but it's odd. And I feel like I wish I could ask some, like one of the people from the movie, <laughs> although they probably wouldn't tell me the truth. They'd be like, whoops. <laughs> yeah. We noticed that it was too late. <laughs> yeah. Missed out on that. <laughs> I know. Well, what what's I mean? Going back to the, the lady of the hour with this movie. What what's your favorite? Do you have a favorite Octavia Spencer movie? Oh my goodness! Ooh, um, I loved her in The Help. Um, I I thought she was brilliant. Um, I got I gotta be honest. And this is going to sound like really, really crazy for me to even say this, but I'm putting this performance right up there with some of my favorites that I've seen from her. Um, I'll, I'll say this too. In this movie, I don't think gets enough credit. Fruit. She was in Fruitvale station. Yeah. That movie doesn't get enough credit, I'll just say. Um, but this performance that she did in this movie <clears throat> showed so much depth and range for me. And like I've seen her in the more serious roles, and you know, I'm used to her, you know, and I've seen her in some, some comedic stuff as well, but I've seen her in the more serious stuff and to see her take this character, and I'm not just saying this because we're what because we we watched it and we're reviewing it this week, but <laughs> to see her take this character from this unsure, kind of insecure woman working at this job that she clearly doesn't like very much because you know the doctor is just not nice at all um we see her in this existence just kind of existing just kind of there and then seeing these kids connecting the dots seeing that truck with the name on there 
it kind of all of a sudden brought back everything and seeing her if you want to call it an evolution or devolving from the person that we saw that had to be you know talked into buying these kids booze all the way to the end where i mean she's just on a rampage and the the scene where <laughs> she hits mercedes oh, like yeah. like she when she does that it's just like you know she this is this is not the same person that we that we were introduced to so um as much as i love her and the help because i think like and i'm like as i'm going i'm i'm looking through now um hidden figures was great too um but she kills this role. 1,000% agree. Um, I would say it's this role. And um, I love how she portrays the friend of the main character in The Shape of Water. I, I just, okay. I think she's, she's really good in that. She's, she's funny. You know, um, she is sensitive to the whole situation and she doesn't like she doesn't judge the main character she she like goes with right. like she goes with it and she like she talks i mean she just does she does such a good job um mm -hmm. and i just i like i believe her i be, i believe her i believe everything she says and what she does um so yeah so for me it's also ma and the shape of water. Um, so basically, just to sum up the movie for anyone who's listening who may not have seen it, and I'm going to do my best to make this brief because um, I really would encourage you to see the movie. Um, it's, I think it's a horror movie. It's a thriller. I guess it's up to you to make up your mind what you, you know, you can mind as to what genre you think it is um but basically octavia spencer plays a woman named sue ann who she is a vet tech she um leads sort of an unextraordinary life if you want to look at it that way um you could tell that she feels that way um she runs into a group of teenagers who are the progeny of the bullies um, and people at her high school that she went to school with, um, you know, their kids, basically. Um, and she is approached by them to buy them some liquor at the liquor store. She does it once she realizes that the boy, one of the main boys, Andy, is son of her crush from high school. So she does that, yet she calls uh, Andy's father and tells him as like an anonymous caller tells him that the kids are drinking alcohol um down by the rock pile and so it's start her interaction with the kids even though she wants to be accepted with them starts off like in this revengey kind of like tone um and basically ma is a story about trying to get revenge um which is why we you know felt it fit the theme for november which here at Movies to be Murdered by is Vengeance is Mine Month. Um, 
so yeah so basically she gains these kids trust she which you know was isn't too hard to do considering they're teenagers <laughs> and they want to drink and she's getting them booze so she continues on to this relationship with these kids by providing them constantly with free liquor with beer with a place to party at her house um and she begins to sort of like live out these fantasies of having fun in high school and having been a popular girl, which she wasn't. Um, in fact, she was traumatized in high school, um, severely traumatized um, by uh, malicious is too light of a word by this prank, by this awful, malicious, hideous prank um, that these kids pulled on her. And I'll just let you watch the movie to find out what the prank was. Um, but she has like was like damaged by that seems like that experience really was an experience that defined who she would become um because as soon as she's in the mix with these high schoolers it's like she allows all of that hate to come back up and she begins to let that mix with the feelings of having being like a good time party girl and a popular girl it all starts to collude and it sort of in a way she becomes really like deluded um by all of these conflicting feelings um we come to find out that she actually has a daughter that is the same age as the high school kids um that she is partying with every week and you know, you know it, it, this is a very upsetting angle that we see of Ma's personality and of her nature. Um, to this point, we know that she is moody. We know that she has some vengeance, some vengeful feelings inside of her, but she's basically doing what she can, all these nice quote unquote, nice things, you know, uh, for these teenagers. And she's doing what she can to keep them, like to keep herself in their good graces because she wants them to be her friends. She needs them to be her friends. Um, and then we find out that she has her daughter, Jeannie, basically upstairs, uh, kept away. Um, there's like a gate that she shouldn't be like, you know, she can't like get out of. I mean, although it's kind of like, you see how she could get herself out of there, yeah. but um, she's told not to ever go downstairs. Um, her mother injects her with clonazepam um, and other drugs um, to keep her sedated uh, for most of the day and most, and you know, for all of the night um, she's basic. And she, she keeps telling Jeannie how sick she is. She even the most despicable part of the movie, I think, um, and there's quite a few, um, is when she tells Jeannie that she's going to shave her hair, her head, so that because it's going to start falling, falling out anyway, so they might as well get ahead of it and keep it shaved. Yeah. And I mean, that's like Munchausen's syndrome by proxy, like right there, mm -hmm. you know, the whole like pretending that your kid is sick. It's just really... I, I wanted to puke. I think I had this thought of like, is Ma like really a vil a villain or is she really a victim? And Jeannie, the whole character of Jeannie just existing uh, undermines everything you you want you want to think about Ma. 
Um, but we'll talk about that, I think, in a minute. Um, so basically, um, it gets to the, you know, the movie reaches its boiling point. She's confronted by Juliette Lewis, which is Maggie's mom, and and Ben, Luke Evans, uh, playing Ben, um, who is Andy's dad. She's confronted by them saying, basically, keep away from our kids. We know you're, you know, supplying them with booze and, you know, you're going to be sorry if you don't. And she is extremely upset by both these confrontations. Um, she drugs the main kids that she's been partying with, because at this point, the whole high school is going to her house like every weekend um, and during the week. And she um, drugs the main kids. She chains them all up with dog collars um, so that they cannot get away. And Maggie is the only one who was not like, you know, drugged initially. Um, she goes upstairs to look for Jeannie and finds uh, Ben, Andy's dad, who has who Ma has uh, murdered, uh, laying in Ma's bed, like in a pool of his own blood. And at that point, Ma knocks her out by injecting her with the clonazepam. Um, so then, you know, the children are all I say children, because to me, as a 42 year old lady with a son, um, I see high schoolers as children <laughs> at this point in my life. And um, that's what they are, you know, and they, they have been, they have been taken advantage of as much as they take advantage. They're still the young ones. And it like, it's just so gross, um, you know, to see an adult taking advantage of them, but she chains all of them up. She um, is going to, you know, I think, I mean, Jeff, what's her end game? Is it to murder them? I mean, before the whole confrontation with Jeannie and getting like, you know, falling down the stairs and all of that, like she takes the picture with them. She has Maggie take their picture, but like, is she, is her, I mean, is she going to kill all of them? Is she going to let them go? Is she going to like, what's she going to do with them? I, I, you know? Yeah. I, I think that's a, I think that's a fascinating question. And I think that um, I think that she, her intent was to kill him. I, like I, I do. Um, hmm. I, I don't, I don't think it was to, I, I mean, the other side of that is you could say that her, her intent was to, to humiliate them in the way that she felt humiliated and to bring some, some justice in her eyes to her situation um you know this part <laughs> the way that she delivered this line made me chuckle a little bit um but and, and i forget his name dantrell or Darrell. Darrell. um but <laughs> she's like they only have room for one of us <laughs> yeah <laughs> white um like I, the way she delivered that it it made me chuckle because i was like oh my gosh um, totally it's, it's so funny and you know and also the the other part of that too is that it made me think about the old tropes of horror that if you have a group of friends there can only be one friend of color yeah, uh, one friend of color <laughs> yeah i mean you know that's that's the only you can't have multiple friends of color in a in a horror movie with, with oh forget with, it then people are gonna think that it's a movie for you know people of color Shocking. right right yeah so 
Uh, but no, I I think that was her intent is to is to kill them. I, that's that's what I think. Um, is to kill them and lure the parents in in a way to hurt the parents. I think because yeah, I, absolutely. I, I think that's the way that she saw. Um, that's maybe the only way that she could see how she could get back at them for doing what they did to her when she was in high school and not helping her out and not speaking up. Um, you know, I, I think she saw that as a way to finally get even in a way with them is to hurt them the most. And I mean, we already saw um, that she had already taken care of Ben up, yeah. you know, up upstairs, um, you know, in the midst of, in the midst of all of this with, uh, with the kids in the basement, you know, we've got Ben up there because, you know, she lured him to her house. Um, he was thinking he was following a tracker thinking it was his son, Andy. And, um, you know, and we, and we come to find out what type of guy Ben was to, uh, to Ma, um, in high school. And, you know, he was behind, you know, what you talked about earlier being this horrific, you know, traumatizing event, you know, and basically in front of the whole entire student body, um, you know, when she was in high school. So um, you don't really feel as sympathetic for him learning that information, I think. Um, But but yeah, it was. um, Yeah, I, I think that was her intent with with that i'm sorry to drag on but it, there's just a lot of you know different layers to to that i think that you know have to be explored i think you're probably right i mean just literally just now like just talking it out and, that, and then that question popping into my head i think that was the first time i've ever really thought like what was her what was her you know end game here Um, I never really considered that before because, you know, the end, the sequence, it really feels like it's, it feels in in, in a good way, I say in a positive way, it feels really like when the movie clicks and keeps clicking and clicking, like, and it falls down kind of like a set of dominoes, you know, one thing leads to the other, to the other, to the other, to the other, in that very like natural way that happens i feel like that's the pacing of the end scene but then it goes it it goes it starts off like with maggie being dazed sort of like wait what's going on and she feels her neck and she can't move and she's chained with by a dog collar to the post and then all of us and then it goes like faster and then faster and then faster and faster and faster until you've got like you know the basement is literally on fire and you have that terrific I mean, I think this is this exchange is so amazing between Juliette Lewis, who plays Maggie's mom, and Octavia Spencer, and each of them is holding their own daughter. And Juliette Lewis is trying to pull Maggie away and get her, you know, and rightly so. It's her daughter. She's being protective. The basement is literally on fire and, you know, things are starting to explode. And clearly, you know, Sue Ann has like, you know, set this up to, you know, to hurt them. So she wants to get her out of there. And Sue Ann is like yanks Jeannie away from them. Jeannie was the, Jeannie was the deus ex machina of the, of the movie. You know, Jeannie was the one who, you know, uh, tricked her mother into coming up the stairs and then like hit her over the head. 
and then realized that there was she was going to leave her mom down there, you know, and she realizes there's kids down there and she mm-hmm. doubles back and like, you know, helps to save Maggie, who's already, you know, been been hung by her neck, you know, who would have died in just a few minutes. Um, Sue Ann's got her, Ma's got her in her clutches and she's saying to her, like, it's time to go to sleep now. So, you know, Ma means to kill her own daughter. Yeah. And Juliet Lewis is trying to get her to like let her go and she's yelling at her. This exchange is so amazing. I'm not going to try to imitate it because it's just these two actresses going back and forth in this super heated uh frantic moment, life or death moment. Um I I think as you were saying like this movie doesn't get enough credit. It doesn't get enough talk and chatter about it. This is a scene where if this was two guys, if this was like Brad Pitt and, you know, Al Pacino having some sort of a similar like battle, people would be talking about it and, and, you know, going nuts that it happened. But meanwhile, we have, you know, an Oscar nominated actress and an Oscar winning actress. They're both, you know, portraying two totally dissimilar characters. One of them is crazed, you know, and, and it's just an amazing scene. Um, and I really, I, I would highlight that one with a highlighter marker um, for anybody who wants to see this movie. Um, it's, a, it's a really good scene and it's short, but it, it's, it's lasting. Um, but I, I think to that point, and this is the problem that I, I, I don't think, I think it's gotten better since this movie came out. But I think that people just pass it off as, oh, it's a horror movie. You can't possibly have good acting performances in horror movies and i think that you know that's been an of a trope against horror movies for so long is that you know you've got blood you've got guts you've got gore you've got disturbing stories you can't get a good performance out of that and that's just not true and and that scene proves that because i mean that's that work that they didn't did in that scene was just i mean it was tremendous it, it was it gut-wrenching yeah yeah no i agree with you and i think it i, I think also it it is the the genre thing the horror being a horror movie um for sure um i also think that it's because it's a lot of women because like yeah. you have alice and janney in this movie too mm-hmm. she's a she's a powerhouse actress you know yeah. Um, I know she's really funny, but she's also been in a, she's been in a ton of movies and delivered all kinds of performances. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I like I don't know like how many qualifications would be enough for people to like regard you know regard this movie and other movies like let, let's get you know break out of horror for a second and go to comedy. I mean, Paul Feig directing you know. Um, bridesmaids you know um the heat um ghostbusters with the all-female led you know cast i mean it's like they it's like people just can't like just can't handle it or something you know it's like oh you need to have i mean this is not news you know but you need to have if you're a person of color or if you're a lady you need to have double the qualifications as you know a white man yeah. um because my goodness it's just people will not 
people will some people will like it and be able to recognize you know but so many others like hate on these things and also like like you were saying about the horror genre i would think that just logically like sounding it out like because horror movies deal with a horror of some nature you know and they're all you know it's like supernatural or extraterrestrial or you know trauma based or you know slashers um you know those are all just stand-ins for some sort of, they're usually some sort of metaphor right and just like you know ma is like about you know vengeance um bullying trauma how that affects you you know the just literally like development of humans you know as they go from like you know teenagers to adulthood you know and how to negotiate that like and that's the horror of ma you know um you would think logically that because these are such difficult and horrifying themes to work out on screen that you would get <laughs> great performances from right. actors and actresses they might not be like you know um you know your brad pitts or your margot robies but and i'm not putting them down i i i really respect those two actors a lot i think they're wonderful but um what i'm saying is like they might not be like that level of famous but nonetheless you're getting these amazing performances i mean how many times have will this that scene that i'm talking about at the end between juliette lewis and octavia spencer be referenced do you know what i mean like it's right. it's not going to be referenced right. um um but anyway i just think that the the storyline when it hits its peak and it it goes into the climax and the ending is all just done really well. Um, I give it to um, Tate Taylor for, or like really going there because it's gruesome. That la that last scene when you when you see what she does to these kids, it's very it's really gruesome. It yeah. could have been worse, and I think that some things were edited out because I saw this interview with like the cast and they were referencing like, uh, you know, some really disturbing things that happened in the last scene that like you know it was before the movie was released and i'm like i don't think that made it into the movie like i think some stuff got edited out um so i just find this movie to be extremely delicious <laughs> i'm sorry i do well, i love this movie I, I saw sorry go ahead no go ahead go ahead because i have a question after you oh yeah no i was just gonna say that i saw it in the theater when it came out um i no joke started clapping at the end of it <laughs> i saw like an early showing i think it was like you know whatever like five or six when the movie ended and it was like me and just like a handful of people in the theater and i started clapping and <laughs> i was clapping and whooping for the movie at the end as i normally would and i always have but my son has informed me that he doesn't really care for it when i yell in the movie theater so i'm gonna have to stop that yeah um but yeah what were you gonna what were you gonna ask so my question for you and you you talked about the the final act of the movie mm -hmm. my question for you is did you like the pacing of this movie because no the devil's advocate in this is it took us basically an hour I... to build the story 
And then in the last 39 minutes, we get the the finality of of this story. And I I just wondered, did did you feel like they rushed it? Could they have played some of that out all along? Like, you know, I, I wanted to get your take on the pacing of the movie. I did have a problem with the pacing. It's clunky. It's it's clunky. And it's so funny. I was, I, I mean, I was just, I know the audience can't see me, but I was just starting to laugh. I was holding back a laugh when you said it takes an hour because I was also, I noticed the time, the la- these last two times I watched it this week, I was like, dang it. Like it takes an hour about till we get to some like horror action, you know, till we right. get to some, you know, to some awful stuff. Um, no, I didn't care for the pacing. I think that, um, I know that this movie, I, th- I think was like, you know, tr- like trying to come in under two hours, you know, um, but maybe too much time. Like I noticed, um, that the intro with the introduction, with the credits and everything was, um, Maggie and her mother driving supposedly from, uh, San Diego to Ohio. Mm-hmm. So you have, you know, a footage just of them in the car and driving. So that takes up actually a good amount of, of uh, time real estate at the beginning that really could have been shaved off, you know? Yeah. Um, I think we should have gotten a lot more like sinister stuff. And I get it that it's building because she's coming undone. And the more she unravels, the worse she gets. Like she, you know, runs over um, Mercedes. She starts doing, she's like kind of like breaking down like, oh, that, well, that door has been kicked down. Let's keep going through it. Then and kick down another door. And what else can I do? You know, but no, what I just, I didn't. And that, you know, unfortunately, like that is something we're not unique in a lot of the criticism for this movie actually is about the at least what i read um is about the pacing is about the clunkiness how yeah. it's like une- feels kind of heavy like you know what i mean and then too and then too little so yeah, yeah. no no unfortunately that's that's my only drawback to like to to this movie i think right right i think yeah, I, I think it takes far too much time to get to the the action that we get. Like it it kind of feels like honestly <laughs> it honestly feels like a movie that is made for TV aside from the the language. Right. Like it it kind of feels like a made for TV movie in the beginning. And I don't mean that as a as a, a knock per se, but it just feels like this is something that if I could see a lifetime movie kind of being this way. You you know what I'm saying? Like having yeah. this without if you if you redid the horror at the end and and toned it down or you know took yeah. something like that, it, it could potentially be on a on lifetime as a revenge movie and that you know again there's some great revenge movies from on lifetime and i'll say this fellas lifetime lifetime ain't just for women (laughs) i'll just say that um but uh but yeah i i just i just feel like um if we had gotten some more elements of horror sprinkled throughout 
I think the conversation, because people can argue that, well, maybe this isn't a, a true horror film. I would argue that it is, um, but with different elements of horror, um, you know, especially based a lot of those things based in reality. Um, but I, I feel like with with this movie, the way that it's structured, it can it can turn some people away, I think, because, you know, you maybe they get bored or I don't bored maybe isn't the, the right word. Maybe that's too strong, but maybe they lose. No, but people get uh, impatient. Yeah. 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 So I, you know, I, I had I had that question. About no, I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up. Yeah. I, I would have I would have forgotten about it, but that was something that I was completely like, literally clocking as you were, you know, this week when, when I watched it, um, could have gotten a lot more vengeance, a lot more mm-hmm. vengeance, mm-hmm. you know, um, that could have, that could have like, like held us over, so to speak, right. till we got our meal at the end, you know, right. um, I, the one thing mm-hmm. I would have done differently to, to play out some of that, as you say that, is that I would have had her do stuff to the vet, like, all across the movie to have her do like little things to put something in her drink or to you know to manipulate that situation in some way where we see that storyline playing out in the background to show us just how dangerous ma is but then continuing to play out the other parts of the story i I think that's probably um to to add to that vengeance i think that would have been something that would have um done very well to continue that theme yeah i agree i totally agree um yeah again i'm glad you brought this up (laughs) i'm really glad you brought it up it's something that like you know when i when i watch movies um i'm watching it and i'm getting the like the joy of just watching a, a movie you know and then the joy of watching a good movie and then when it's a great movie I want to know, I, I want to take it apart. Like a kid wants to take apart, like, you know, a truck or, you know, or a puzzle, you know, and, and, and put it back together again to see how it was built. And that's kind of how I feel about movies these days. Like, I want to know uh, what it, like, I just watch something. If I really like it, I'll watch it again. And with that viewing, I want to know, like, what is it that I'm watching? What is it that they're trying to tell me? Um what are all the subtle clues? What are, you know, what are, you know, what are the director's intentions? Why are the actors acting that way? You know, all those kinds of things. Um, and then get into the, like, you know, how is this movie like flowing? Why, you know, why does it feel like it's flowing great? And I haven't even noticed the time or why does it feel like I really like this movie, but there's something off about it. What is that? You know, right. so I just want to like get right into it and, with Ma, I've seen it a bunch of times. I think I bought it as soon as it was released um, digitally. And then I got the 4K or the Blu-ray, whichever one it is that they put out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and I think that this was this this is going to be, I think, an important more important movie as the years go by, because you're going to see it on those reels of like when they talk about people of color 
in films and they, you know, they show the stills from like get out and et cetera, et cetera. And like, they'll show this one also. I think it's just like almost too new still, Um, which is ridiculous, but that's the way that it it freaking is. Um, I want to give an honorable mention to three scenes and I won't get into it because I know we're running long here, but um, at one point Ma does the robot. (laughs) <laughs> and that's all i'm gonna say about it that's an honor it gets an honorable mention great she's scene. got a hat on jeff <laughs> she does the robot great scene. that's a great scene um the scene um with ben when he's tied up in her room and he's really scared because he's you know he's like got an uh, an IV hooked up to him. Yeah. He's wakes up from being drugged. He's got no clothes on except for a towel. She threatens to, you know, cut off one of his appendages. Well, I'll let you guess which one. And he's terrified. And then she starts the blood flowing of the dog's blood into his IV, which is yeah. disgusting. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, and he's really scared. And he says, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. I was just a kid. Like referring to the prank that he orchestrated that really traumatized the, the hell out of her and would have traumatized any any female, you know, or male, yeah. actually. Um, yeah. And he tries to apologize and says, I was just a kid. And she looks at him and she's like, so was I. And then slashes his uh, wrist and he bleeds to death. Um, I thought that was a really intense and memorable scene you know yeah. just because like what because i just i wouldn't even know what to say if some if a bu- somebody who bullied me said that to me i wouldn't even know to, she knew exactly what to say right away that defended herself you know so mm-hmm. um and it's then she had been sorry. waiting on that moment mm-hmm. she had totally. that in her head she had she was she's calm and cool when she's about to kill him you know Mm-hmm. Um, and then the piece de resistance, my favorite scene of the movie <laughs> is the nail salon yeah. scene <laughs> when she's next to the old lady. I was wondering if you were going to bring up the old lady. <laughs> I was wondering because if you weren't, I was. Oh my God. This old lady. Oh my god, I want to know who she is. Like she she's got to be somebody's mom. Like that has to be like Tate Taylor's mom or something, right? Because this old woman is too much. Um I won't spoil it with like, you know, trying to, you know, imitate it. <laughs> when you see this movie, just remember the nail salon. It's a great scene. Uh, Jeff, do you have a favorite scene from Ma? And then we'll get into our ratings and stuff, but Yeah. Um Favorite scene for me, and I, I'm just kind of um, just trying to think here. Um, there, there was. It made me sad, but it was it was the part where, and you you almost like you start to feel some empathy for Ma, but. Um oh I know it, I know which one. Which one? Is it is it does it involve the the boys in the car that pull up next to her? Yeah. 
Yeah. Say, I, I'll, yeah. I'm, you know, I won't describe it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she she gives this booze for these other kids now. Like, now she's basically, you know, the <laughs> she's basically the plug for the high school kids <laughs> uh, when it comes to alcohol, you know, and and she gets it for these other kids and they're supposed to meet her to, you know, settle up or whatever. And she, she gives them the booze and they drive by her and they throw, you know, throw something at her window. And the look on her face, like these people are just using me. I'm basically the same person in my mind that I was when I was in high school, you know, here I am getting, treated this way by these high school bullies uh, again and that scene for me really stood out because it's one of those that traditionally in thrillers and horrors you don't get that type of emotion you know based on based on something like that but i i just felt like the the level of emotion that was brought into that and you know the the disgusting nature of the of the guys who just took advantage of this woman um for trying to be nice to them and it was just a an interesting dynamic of of emotions in that scene i mean it's it's humiliating yeah and we don't really uh always get to see like that level of humiliation because we're we're with ma and they they do this through like sort of like continuous flashbacks of her in high school we're with ma when we see her getting humiliated sometimes even not even to her knowledge, like the fact that they invite her as a teenager, the, the cool kids and Ben and Mercedes and Juliet Lewis, um, they invite her to the rock piles to drink with them. And then Ben pretends that he likes her and it's all a big joke and they're getting there. They think it's hysterical. She doesn't even know she's being played like that. So then we see, so we see, we've like seen these like humiliating, you know, episodes in her life. And then we just see it like right now, you know, like in real time. And it's just, like you said, it's just really, it's too much, you know, um, to, and you see her reaction. I mean, this is where Octavia Spencer, the actress, she's, you know, she shines. She's, you feel, you feel terrible for this woman who has been also manipulating everybody in her life, including this daughter that she has, you know, yeah. um, but you, but you feel for her in that moment. You really do. Um, that's she really took this role and mixed it up enough so that you can't define her one way or the other. She, she is a villain. She, she does these horrible, violent things. I mean, she even commits murder, um, she commits murder on an animal, you know, she, yeah. I could go on and on. And then at the same time, she's also, she is a legitimate trauma victim. She is a victim of, of bullying, of severe bullying. And we can't untangle that from, it's not, it's not even one of those situations where people are like, oh, I, you know, people always say they were abused in childhood and that's their excuse for, you know, all their bad behavior. It's not even that, you know, cause she doesn't, she doesn't like talk about it so much at all. Right. I mean, right. she doesn't, I mean, at the end in her scene with Juliet Lewis, but I mean, but before that, she doesn't talk about it. She tries, she she can remember it, but she's like, she's trying to like make it better. She's trying to heal it by hanging out with these teenagers, which is totally wrong. But 
that's the only thing she knows that is making her feel better. So Ma is a complex character. And I think that they, the writers did a good job, but I think it, and because it was in Octavia Spencer's hands that it, like like that character will continue will continue to like baffle and um make people question you know the consequences the ramifications of hurting another person yeah. and of also just trying to figure out your place in this world um when you're filled with anger and vengeance and and still longing to be accepted by the people that hurt you it was so odd just to say like this one last thing when she was making those picture cutouts of her with the the teenagers that she was hanging out with but also her like with like the the her high school peers that hurt yeah. her and she wanted so much to be liked by them still even though they hurt her it's like it's totally self-destructive so on that note, on the self-destructive note, let's self-destruct ourselves and <laughs> give this movie our ratings. Uh, we give ratings on our show, Movies to be Murdered By. Um, as listeners will know, we do it based on headstones. One headstone, you know, really poor rating. Uh, five headstones, excellent, A++++. Um, but for this month, um, we are changing it up a little bit. Each movie gets its own, uh, its own little icon for the rating system. Jeff, I'm going to leave this one to you. Uh, what, what, what should we do for Ma? Last, last, uh, last movie was Cape Fear. We did the little captain's hat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What should we do for Ma? You know, I think in honor of Louie, we should do dog collars. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I was I, gonna, I was gonna say fireball bottles, but I think that the, the dog collars is actually better. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted fireball so bad, yeah, and oh I was like, gosh, I have no yeah. idea what that is. And then I, I was at a liquor store um, the other day, and I was like, Oh, fireball! I see that. That's famous. That's from Ma. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's cinnamon. It's cinnamon. Yeah, yeah, it's cinnamon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dog collars is good. Okay, so one to five dog collars. What are you giving Ma? Mm. This is a tough one uh, because I enjoy it so much, and I like I I really do love this movie. Um, you know, I I think I'm gonna give it four. I'm gonna give it four. Um, you could argue that maybe it should be a little bit lower based on some of the things that we brought up, like with the pacing and, you know, some, some of that. But um, I think that in terms of a vengeance movie, if you can understand that they're building the story for the first hour, that they're really building up, they it is literally like building, you know, to this point, to this pressure point. And I think, that may have been what they were going for with pacing it how they did is that yeah. they wanted us to us as the audience to build up all of these things up to this last act where it all just culminates and explodes um and it's so fast paced and i i think that may be one of the reasons they do it that way but 
Um, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna give it a four. Nice. And if I give you the tattoo test, which friends is when Jeff and I ask each other, you know, would you get any image from this movie? Um, a scene, a character, even, you know, uh, some, some type of text. Um, if you would get that tattooed, anything from the movie on, on your, on your person, um, Jeff, would you get a tattoo from Ma? I I wouldn't, Mm -hmm. but you know, and part of that is because I don't even know where to start with what to get Mm -hmm. because there's so, you know, so many things. I mean, you could get like a a cool thing would be to get a poker chip with uh ma on there since mm. uh, erica worked at the at the casino and you know you can do a couple things with that but um i i don't know what i don't know what i would get but i i wouldn't uh get one of this one but i i still loved it still loved it gotcha what about you? What's your uh, rating out of uh, one to five dog collars? And would you get a tattoo? Four dog collars because uh, exactly what you said. Unfortunately, um, I, I think because of the pacing that the movie suffers uh, from feeling like it's a little bit slow. Um, but the fact that it launches like it launches like a rocket you know like right at the end really helps to balance that out so so that like you still do like the movie a lot um i always have a lot of fun when i watch this movie i know like and if you watch it if you haven't seen it you'll understand there's a lot of partying in this movie but that's not even what makes it so much fun she makes it fun Mm -hmm. she when we when we're with her when she's like the good ma Meaning like she's just, she's being goofball. She's like, hey, let's all get together and yay, you know, for life and, you know, all this stuff. And it it feels like you're having a good time with the movie, you know, and right. it wants you to. Um, and then you also, if you're, if you're in love with horror, like, you know, like Jeff and I are, I think that the end, it gets so intense. And even though it's so disturbing, it really, it really reaches this climax that's very satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you don't know how, how like, how, how can the, how can this, how can this relationship now that she's really unraveled and unraveling and really getting like demented and behaving violently, like how are these, how is it going to work now with these like quote unquote teenage friends, you know, that she has. And I think that the movie doesn't get scared at the end to get really violent and really dark. And right. she does a great job of holding all that down. Um, cause if we don't believe her, then everything else falls apart and she's an amazing actress. So as I've said 4,000 times, sorry guys, <laughs> um, would I get a tattoo of this movie? Um, you know, I, I went to this artist, uh, um, I have, my arms are covered up and down. I just mention this every time. Cause I know we have some new listeners, but, um, I'm covered in tattoos on my arms and I saw an artist who tattooed Harley Quinn on me and it's Margot Robbie, you know, portraying her. And I went to him because he can do hyper realistic tattoos. So this actually looks like a photograph of Margot Robbie on my arm. Um, if I could get him, his name is Adam Dean and he's in New York city. Um, 
if I could get him to do a, a, a picture of uh, of Ma when she's like in the outfit and she's doing the robot, I would get that. <laughs> I would definitely get that. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, with her hat and her bug yeah. eyes and everything. I think that that would be so funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the only thing, and it's it, ha- it would have to be something goofy or like you know just something goofy for because it's a, this is a really dark movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. super dark. So I wouldn't really want anything else from it. But yeah. I'm just gonna um, ask everybody out there to please have a good week and have a fun weekend. Um, I know this will come out on Friday. So enjoy your weekend. Uh, there's a an awesome song that is sort of the theme song to Ma that they play a couple of times, including right at the end. It's called Lookout Weekend by Debbie Deb. Blast that this weekend. It's worth it. It's a lot of fun. And it's just a throwback, you know, 80s. And that's what I'm going to be jamming to. Um, this weekend so thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast we are movies to be murdered by and we will see you guys next week for another installment of vengeance is mine month and jeff i will see you then all right see you then peace out everybody don't make me drink alone Game over.